I always watched it from afar as something that would be really cool to do, but I just never did it. So finally holding a camera and being in a wedding, I like remember this is this is really speaking to my personality, like holding back tears behind the camera, being like, I think I found my thing finally, because I was a lost soul. Like I did not know where I was going to end up. Hello and welcome to Your Creative Haven, a podcast by Kobe. Join us as we talk about things like community, creativity, collaboration, and self-discovery. We'll share stories, struggles, tips, and laughs about living lives as creatives, entrepreneurs, and dreamers. Join us on the journey. Hey guys, and welcome back to Your Creative Haven. I've got Lizzie Schlafer, a photographer here uh, with me. Hey, Lizzie. Hello. It's so weird hearing that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Photographer, yes. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. And we are uh, here to uh, just hear a little bit about her story. Um, I know she is a new mom. And so that's changed a little bit of her story here or a lot of bit of her a story. A lot of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to we're gonna talk a little bit about that and um, just her journey to get to where she's at. So um, thanks for joining us, Lizzie. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So... Tell, I, I'm just curious um, about your photography. So right now you're doing wedding photography. Are you doing mm-hmm. uh, that? That's been like your major um, type of photography that you've done, right? Yeah. If we had to like quantify, I'd say like I do 90% weddings and couples. And then the other 10% is more allocated towards like families and new little babies and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm in the thick of wedding season right now, which is even more chaotic than usual because last year divided and pushed and changed weddings. So. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is definitely an interesting space to be in. Um, and over the last year, um, Mm -hmm. just, just because of the the nature of like events and stuff that you weren't able to, to do that normally. Mm -hmm. So we will come back to that because I am curious (laughs) to hear, um, about that. But, um, tell me, are was, uh, photography something that you knew that you wanted to do like where where did that come from that's a good question because i feel like the the route to get to photography i feel like there's two if i were to like truly paint with a broad brush people either have always known they've wanted to be a creative or the people who stumbled through this really long journey to get to where they are like all the different pieces parts fell together which is my situation Um, I didn't go off to college really having any direction. Uh, when I was 18, I didn't know this is definitively what I want to do with my life. All I knew is I really liked working and I liked making money and I hated sitting in a classroom. Like I was not (laughs) a kid who was meant for traditional higher education, but I did it. Um, and I switched my major a couple of times in undergrad and, but I did a lot of really heavy as often as I could intern work, picking up, you know, free little hustles. Um, and by free, I mean, I was not paid. Um, (laughs) but I just loved working. Like I loved 
doing. I don't know how to explain that besides sitting in a classroom and learning from lectures and learning from books never worked for me. Um, I was not intellectually stimulated by that. I needed to do it. So, so you're, you're like really like totally on the far end of like hands-on learner. Correct. Yeah. Um, as much as it gives me anxiety and stresses me out, I am a person who needs to learn by doing and messing up. Um, I don't learn well by treading lightly. So I initially thought I was going to work in events and production and, um, I used to work at Blossom. So fun. I worked backstage. That was awesome. Um, and that's also my fun little like party story to tell like, Oh yeah, I used to work as a runner backstage, which is a glorified Aaron runner, but it was still fun. (laughs) Um, and working for bands. And then, uh, I worked in facility ops for my master's degree. So working in higher education at recreation facilities, I oversaw the student staff and then, you know, helped with running emergency response and staffing and hiring and um, training and development, which was fun. But also college students are exhausting. Don't know if you've met a college student, (laughs) but they're exhausting. So um, all those different things kind of came together. And I remember even doing higher ed, I always needed a creative outlet. So I think I'm like, well, a lot of creatives where we had a desk job and we needed an outlet. So we ended up working nine to five during the week. And then on the weekends, we devoted that to, you know, I really love photography. I think I'm going to try that. And I never intended on it being a full-time thing, but um, I contacted our wedding photographer. Um, Her name's Marissa Decker. She's out of Akron. And I just said, like, can I come hold your gear or like just watch you at a wedding? I've always been interested and I love events, but I don't know what this job entails. And she was so, yeah, come hold my stuff. She handed me a camera the first day and didn't really have any expectations from me. But I remember like just knowing this was it. Like I just felt it in my gut. I was like, all of these weird jobs from like waiting tables or posting tables and waited to working in events, to working with college students. It all led to, I'm going to work on wedding days where I get to use my like interpersonal relationship skills and my event planning and my coordination and my creativity. And it just clicked. Like I hustled my ass off while I was working in higher ed and shooting weddings. And I was able to leave my job in higher ed after a year. And I worked part-time somewhere else. And I left that job after about six months. And I've been doing this full-time for about four years now. Wow. So so when that um, first day that you helped um, out at the wedding, just holding equipment and stuff, mm-hmm. had you done a very much photography before that at all or any of it? No. So I... I don't know what my problem was. I always loved photography. There were, you know, in high school girls who like their moms were photographers. They kind of had like nicer gear. And I remember always being like, here's a little digital camera. I'll take pictures and put a filter over it on whatever. I can't remember what it's called, but it was like Snapfish or something like that. Okay. Um, And I always wanted it, but there was something in me that was like, you can't be a photographer. It takes too much technical skill. So I always watched it from afar as something that would be really cool to do, but I just never did it. So finally holding a camera and being in a wedding, I like, remember this is, this is really speaking to my personality. Like 
holding back tears behind the camera being like, I think I found my thing finally because I was a lost soul. Like I did not know where I was going to end up. Yeah. So did you actually take pictures at that wedding? I did. Yeah. Nice. And I remember like one of the sweetest pictures I got was at weddings I do like anniversary dances and like you've been married Mm -hmm. for five years, get off the dance floor. And you know, it's like the sweetest elderly couple that'll be out there holding each other up and dancing. And I remember thinking like, this is it. Like people committing to each other and getting really old and holding each other up and like setting the example. And it just mattered more like taking pictures Mm -hmm. of that just mattered more. So yeah. Yeah. I I still have that picture. It's on my Instagram feed, like at the beginning. And I will probably always remember that for sure. Yeah. I love that so much. That's, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's like a, and I love that you just reached out and asked if you could help out. Like I drafted an email like a million times. I was like, <laughs> oh, I do this without being needy or saying like, Hey, can I come stare at you at your job? Like I was 24 or five at that point, And it just, it felt so silly to ask, but I'm like, how else do people learn? They intern or they, they shadow or something. And I feel like wedding photography is one of those things you don't really get to like, I guess you could shadow or intern, but I told her like, don't pay me. I'll hold your stuff. And I remember she, this girl is, she's the best. I remember she wrote me like a handwritten letter to thank me for holding her gear. Like, I just, it set the precedent of how I needed to run my business pretty early on. Yeah. That's definitely where, you learn those things and it's it's such a good i mean i feel like that was such a great first opportunity just just learning those things mm-hmm. and um and i feel like that sets you up for success if you're like hey i literally am just here to learn this and i want to help out in whatever way those are i mean when i work with those people in video i'm like that's who i'm going to hire again for mm-hmm. sure and that's who i'm going to pass my work off to mm-hmm. um so I feel like that's an amazing way to just get your foot in the door. And uh, I feel like that's probably a pretty big part of why you have been successful in the wedding industry of, of just doing those, those simple things. And yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I didn't even ask you in the very <laughs> beginning of where, like, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Yeah. So I, Grew up right outside of Cleveland, went to college at Kent where I met my husband, Dave. Um, And then we now live in Akron, which is kind of the middle ground between Kent and up in Cleveland. So equidistant between our families, but also our own little haven. And I'll be the first to say it, did not expect Akron to be the place where I live. Um, I wanted to be near the parks and this is kind of the perfect area, but it is... It's like the sweetest little slice of heaven over here. I love our neighborhood. I tell people all the time, like I'm the least flashy person. I am a suburban mom now. This is my life. I live on a street where everyone waves to their neighbor and everyone cares about how their front lawn looks. And (laughs) like, I live a very non-flashy life, but I love it. It's very simple. Um, And I love Akron so far. So yeah, yeah, this is now where I operate my business out of and have a family. So I do want to talk to you about a couple things that I know that you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Um, One 
let's talk about being a mom and being a new mom. And uh, there's, I'm sure, um, over the last six months to a year, you've learned a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's changed your business and your life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just curious to hear like what that's looked like for you. Yeah. Well, I ha- I can't even start out super honest. This morning was really hard. Like if you are someone who is starting a family, if you and your partner are starting a family and you look on the internet, you'd swear no one else's kid cried and they live in bliss and they go on trips. But like this morning, my son cried a lot and I cried holding him. And I remember I have had these talks with my husband where I'm like, I'm not a good mom. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And that like self-doubt creeps in. Like being a new parent is freaking hard. It's just hard. And the best way to describe it is like he was born into this world and has only known it for four months. I have only known motherhood for four months. Like it's still so very foreign to me to be the provider for this tiny little human. Like he relies on me for everything. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that burden is really, really hard. And I'm a sensitive person. I'm a little Scorpio baby. I don't know if you hear about Zodiac, but um, (laughs) I feel so heavily. And I, one of my friends said like being a mom has made you so soft. And it's true. Like I used to be pretty tough and having my son Emmett has cracked me wide open. Like, Everything makes me cry. Photographing weddings makes me cry because I think of me and him dancing. I look at the crowd and see relationships everywhere, like these super important relationships and these milestones. Um, And it has changed my life in a really complicated way where I've had to just reevaluate what actually matters. Like stupid shit doesn't matter anymore. Um, like you and I like what are what are some of like what are some of those things oh god I mean everything in my life has had to be simplified because I run on his clock fun story tiny babies you run on their time like I used to be like why are parents late to everything and it's because this time (laughs) runs all of your time that's why you're late that's why you forget stuff um but everything from like does it matter the way that I look, the way that I show up online, the way that I socialize? Like it's so much more about quality over quantity and everything and everything in my life. And I've even noticed it in my relationships of like the people who are in my life who don't even have children who love my son. Like they just love my son, whether or not they want to spend time with him. So I've changed like the quality of relationships that I have and who I spend my time with. Um, and also evaluating, like, if I'm not going to be with my family, where am I putting my time and energy? And I'll tell you what, I figured out what matters and what doesn't with like friendships and work real quick, like very, very quickly. Um, but overall I would say like parenthood is just the wildest thing I've ever done. It is like the biggest risk because you have no idea what your kid's going to be like. Like you can have all these hopes and dreams and hypotheticals, but they are who they are. And man, my little Emmett right now is like, I'm figuring out the world and I'm super strong and big for being a baby. And I want to hold my bottle. And like, 
He's just a very <laughs> strong-willed child right now. And he's four months old. It's definitely like the coolest thing I've done and the hardest thing I've ever done. Huge life change. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, what has that looked like for your photography business? Like that's, I mean, you just said this little baby is running your running your schedule. Yeah. So like, what do you have any time to even do that anymore? Yeah, time is going really fast and really slow in all different little nooks of my life. Um, for my business, it is definitely a challenge. Like if you're a wedding photographer, you know, the wedding day is just like the tip of the iceberg. That's just barely it. It's the aftermath. It's the prep and it's the aftermath of your note, your editing and all of your post work that has become challenging because editing and tiny little splices of like 30 minutes or 20 minutes or 10 minutes or on the days where he can't poop for a day and it is my sole job to get that kid to poop (laughs) and relax. I don't get to edit at all that day. Um, So I've had to really hunker down on my editing time where before I could be like, I'll do it here and I'll do it there. I've had to be very, very conscious of my time. So I'm very lucky. I have two very involved grandmas who just want to smother my child with love. Um, (laughs) And it allows me time to edit. But man, I, I, I can't be on it as quickly as I was before with the second an inquiry drops in my inbox being like immediately responding and immediately hopping on a phone call. It just doesn't happen as quickly, but that doesn't mean that I don't care. It's just that it's not happening mm-hmm. at the rapid pace it was before. And that's kind of good for me. Um, I, were, I was mm-hmm. supposed to have like 35 weddings last year. And the pandemic slowed that down. Man. And now I've had a baby and it's really hard to spend my weekends away. Like this is at no slight to my clients or to the job that I have, but I'm tired of spending my Saturdays sitting at a dinner table with people I don't know. I want to sit at dinner with my family mm-hmm. sometimes. So no, I don't want to sacrifice my job, but I know I want to cut back. And I think it's going to make me a better mom. Yeah. And a better person and also a better business owner. So that's changed a lot. So I, I did say I was going to come back to this, but um, I'm curious about weddings during the pandemic. Like, so this is before you um, had your son. Um, mm-hmm. And I, like for a while, like most people were either just going to the court and getting married or doing like a very small thing with just their immediate family or whatever. What did that look like for you? Like how different was that? Um, and did you, did you get a lot of weddings during the last year? Yes. And oh, it was such a weird year. I swear as quickly as that came on. And now that things are, I don't know how it is for everyone else, but in Ohio, it's essentially back to operating as normal, mm-hmm. um, as normal as it can be. Um, I don't ever remember feeling such uncertainty about my business until last year. That was scary. And it made you, for me, I was like, I got to tighten up my contract was one of the first things that happened, which I know is not super emotional with weddings. But I remember I had my first ever instance with a client that um, came after me for 
um, they canceled their wedding and wanted their retainer back. And that was like the first time we've ever had to like go through like with a fine tooth comb and go through my contract. And then remembering like, okay, yeah. I need to protect myself. And I also need to be really, really clear with my clients moving forward. That's something I learned. Yeah. And I think a lot of people did the hard way. Um, I definitely became incredibly gracious during that time. Um, at least for the first year. So for 2020 and then 2021, I had to start being super, super like, Nope, this is what's in the contract. Because at first it was like, man, if a global pandemic hit and I was planning my wedding, I would be devastated. And if my vendor was there, like, I don't really care about your personal feelings. We need to look at the fine print in this contract, which is that you can't change your date. Like I was very open to helping people out because Mm -hmm. I did not want their only memory of their wedding day to be that it was canceled and rescheduled and rescheduled and rescheduled. Um, Yeah. People, I think, still held on to hope really, really strongly with pushing their weddings last year to later in the year. But then also, I didn't ever have an instance where no one was booking me. Um, So that didn't happen. I was just a little bit more understanding of the financial situation everyone was in, which I think just made me human. Like a lot of people were laid off last year and furloughed. And people were on unemployment, but they still had hopes of getting married. So I just had to reevaluate my mindset of like, how can we make this work for the both of us? Um, And that helped me to be a little bit more flexible. Every single vendor was different. I know people who were really, really strict. And for me, that doesn't work. I am emotional. I'm not a total, you know, business person only person. Like I have emotional ties to my clients. So I was trying to make the best out of their situation in hopes that that kind of came back to me also for them understanding, like I do own a business and I need help too. Um, so I still had weddings last year. There was a little chunk of summer where things were still kind of happening in Ohio. And then people started opting for small backyard, 10 person wedding, and then a big old banger this year. So I have a lot of receptions this year, which have so far been wild because I think everyone's just missed each other for yeah. a year and a half. People wanted to see each other. So I definitely have really, really appreciated going back to the roots of like, why are we getting married? And that smaller, more intimate ceremony or elopement, because I think people were so much more calm and collected and focused on the marriage. But I also love the celebration. Like, I think you should celebrate with your people. So I love that they're still having parties this year. Um, because I think that's just as valid as the beautiful backyard development. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's I mean, it is. It's so important to be able to celebrate with friends and family. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, so there the other thing that I did want to touch on was in our previous conversation, we talked a little bit about um, the hustle culture. And I mean, you're, I know you loved just the, the hustle and the grind and just to get burnt out. And I'm just curious, I'm curious to just hear your, your thoughts on that. Cause I know that's one of our values at Kobe is learning how to have balance in your life and how to learn how to rest um, because Mm -hmm. all of our team knows what that looks like to be burnt out. And Mm -hmm. um, so I'm curious uh, to hear your thoughts on that. 
oh, hustle culture sucks. I'm tired <laughs> of hearing like, I know I'm going to, not everyone agrees with this, but like the whole hustle culture and being a girl boss and like going, 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 it gets very old. And it's kind of like, in my opinion, it's boring. It's not showing who you are. If you work in a creative industry, I feel like you are so much more than just your business. It's an extension of kind of who you are as a person. So I used to um, follow suit of a lot of people who were educating and doing workshops in the industry of like, you need to book every single client. You need to say yes. You need to work every weekend. And that was more built on dollar signs. So reaching that six-figure goal or reaching that 30 to 40 to 50 weddings, hiring on associates, opening a studio, like doing styled shoots when you weren't having weddings. And I remember for a long time thinking like, this isn't me. Like it doesn't, it doesn't appeal to me. I feel burnt out and exhausted. I don't know how you are, but I feel physically drained if I am hustling or whatever it is. Um, so this year was different because I had to work a little bit more because weddings were shifted. But I mean, between having my son and then just my, I've just changed. I've grown. I'm cutting back significantly. And I feel like it's just enhancing the way that I can be as a person, which just makes me perform better in my job. Um, and you could apply that same thing to like, all of your relationships and things you do. Like when I get a little breaks from Emmett or I go to work and recharge, I come back and I'm better. Like I truly am. I'm able to be more engaged and be more tuned in. Um, and I do feel like we all needed to reevaluate over this past year. And I'm definitely not trying to take a global pandemic and make it a silver lining because shit was rough. But I, feel like slowing down and taking stock of what I have is so much more important. And, um, I mean, I draw a lot of like my inspiration, not from photography. Like I love being out in nature. I love hiking. I love exercising. I love being with my family. I love people who are masters of their own craft. And that kind of inspires me with how I run my business. If that makes sense at all. Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, I don't know how it is in video, but I know in photography, you can get super bogged down by like pulling up your Instagram feed and it's just all different photographers work. And you're like, I'm not doing that. And that's so much better than me and blah, blah. So my feed is full. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even kidding. It's like nature, different trails, a ton of different chefs. And then like, just people who are really good at running their own businesses. It doesn't matter what it is from like fitness to dog training. And I kind of look at those as the inspiration and those people in those industries have also seen, we got to slow down and it's not balance as much as just having multi-dimension in your life. Like you said, having time for rest, rest is so important. Like I don't, when I'm burnt out, I'm not performing well. Like I am not, the best wedding photographer if I'm burnt out period. Like I'm just not good. Um, so I definitely feel like I'm not the total opposite of whole, like hustle culture. I mm -hmm. just don't, it doesn't fit my life anymore. I don't want it to honestly. Yeah. 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 And, and I think, I think that might come back to 
what you said earlier is when you had a baby, it helped you define what was most important in your life mm-hmm. and, um, and, and setting aside time for those things. So yeah, I, I think there is a difference between working hard and doing excellent work mm-hmm. and the, what you'd call hustle culture. And, uh, and so I, I think it's, for everyone, you got kind of have to find your own wherever you are on on that um, line. Do you have a specific moment or like a specific memory where you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to work like this. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, I had a triple header wedding weekend. Oh. Don't recommend that to anyone. Not great. Not great at all. Um, I'm trying to think of how to word this as politely as possible. I think everyone has had an experience where you have a red flag potential client. Like you see the red flags, you know they're there, you're not dumb, and you still book them. You still book them. And you know, like you're trying to tell yourself, I can do this. It's not that bad. Sure, we don't see eye to eye on this, but we'll make it work. And then you inch closer and closer and closer to that date and you're dreading it. And then you're dreading, for me, someone's wedding day. And it was one of the instances where if I look in retrospect, I should have learned the word no to give them more of what they wanted and to give me the freedom to like find something that fit more. So that's a totally separate thing. But I remember working this wedding and just going home sobbing from working a super long day, feeling like the whole time I was walking on eggshells thinking I overshot it like thousands and thousands and thousands of images to make sure I didn't screw up. I agonized over editing for weeks, like just going through everything, making sure the client wouldn't be upset. Um, knowing that other vendors that were there were not being treated really well. And um, I I just remember thinking like, if this is what weddings are, I'm done. If it's all about the prettiest couple and the most gorgeous venue and like continuing to work to a point where you only book high end and by high end, I mean people who drop tons of money. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the caliber of who's there. Mm-hmm. Um, And I remember being like, if this is what I'm working towards, this is stupid and I don't want to do it. Like, um, so I kind of sat there and had to reevaluate, like, why am I taking all these weddings? Am I doing it because I love showing off these pretty things? Am I doing it because I feel like I can take on a challenge? Um, but I was so burnt out at that point. Shooting weddings felt like groundhog day it felt like the same thing all the time. And what good is like, I'm not living up to what I say is like my mission statement, which is like capturing someone's legacy and their memories if I'm jaded by it. So stepping back and I've really, I will take on weddings of people that I know I mesh with. I don't really care where you get married. If that makes sense. Like, It doesn't need to be a certain venue. It doesn't need to have a color palette. You don't need to have this or that. No bells and whistles. 
like is do we mesh as people together first? So that burnt oh that burnout sucks. I'm like thinking about it and having non flashbacks, I swear. Like I just remember sitting in my car and crying and just feeling really lost. Especially if you're an entrepreneur and you work so hard to have your business and then you hit a point where you're like, I don't know if I can do it anymore. It, it feels terrible. So it, it definitely does. Do do you did you make any like major changes after that, or did it take some time to reassess? What, what did that look like? Um, so I started getting really specific about which is kind of cha- it changed with COVID because you couldn't do as many face to face. Knowing that I had to speak to both people right off the bat, like it's not just a conversation with me and one person, it's all three of us. Um, And then not only just letting them tell me what they wanted, but me telling them what I needed too. Um, I think I was super into the industry of serving and I was just going to like do whatever clients wanted. And I wasn't doing a good job of also saying like, I'm a person too. I need breaks during the day or um, I like to be on the same page about expectations for timelines or I like to be organized or I'm not even doing a great job because I swear my brain is mush, but (laughs) I was doing too much of letting them run the show and not enough of me also saying like, well, here's what also what I need. Are you able to do that too? Because if not, there's going to be a better suited person for you to work with. Um, so it, it changed that. And it also changed the way I phrase things on my website when people haven't talked to me yet. Um, I think it just, it overall shifted my brain away from like pretty pictures are pretty pictures, but I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. This was also during the time where I was like, I hate styled shoots and <laughs> everyone wants to go out West and elope and, I hate that, which I don't because it's freaking beautiful. But I think I was just so set on like, I'm tired of the high end things needing to look like perfect. And like, it's a bunch of models and yeah, yeah, that wasn't working for me. So since then, I feel like I've been working with very real, very good people and it's not perfect, but it helps. Yeah. To, to me, it sounds like you're just looking for something authentic. It sounds like. Um, yeah, you just want, you want something real. And I mean, a lot of our culture is Instagram culture. Uh, everyone, everyone wants to be a model on Instagram and have a perfect life and all that. So, uh, it makes sense why there would be frustration with those kind of things. So, um, so one of the other things that I want to hear about too is, um, is this something this whole this whole like creative journey within weddings and um all of this have there been any people that you've either been mentored by or that you've walked through this with people that have helped you out i know uh there was the photographer that you helped out early on mm-hmm. um was she involved in any of this after that first day yeah I mean, I feel like I repeat the same people all the time who I'm like, I love them. They helped me start, but I'm going to say Marissa Decker. She's based out of Akron. She just helped me see people. She really sees people. She doesn't see the 
like I said, the performative stuff, she is a very purely um, candid photographer, which I am not just candid. She's like legitimately a candid photographer and incredibly talented, like wildly talented, but she's a very good human and witnessing the way that she interacts with people from day one was really helpful. She doesn't just see the clients. She sees grandma and, you know, nieces and nephews. And she understands all those different interpersonal relationships. And I think it's what makes her the best. I really do. Um, and I think it's why people die to work with her because she's just a good person. Um, she's also married. She just married like one of my best guy friends from college. So I'm also really biased. All good people. <laughs> um, yeah. And she's just been always really helpful or maybe like our styles are different, but the way that I interact with people on wedding days, I try to like channel her energy as much as I can. Um, and then in the beginning, uh, Mallory and Justin, and they are photographers based out of Canton, Ohio. Uh, they were the first workshop I ever went to that picture I told you about was like the older couple doing mm-hmm. the anniversary dance. I like wrote this long caption. I'm very wordy and chatty if you can't tell. Um, <laughs> and it won like a spot to go to their um, workshop. And I remember they were, they had like beautiful artistic vision, but they also were very big on not disrupting real moments. And I cannot tell you how much it has helped me to not disrupt what's naturally happening. I can assist and like, shift people into more like conducive lighting situations or whatever, but not stripping people of an authentic memory for my personal gain in my photos. Um, because man, I don't, I mean, I know you've been out of weddings for a little bit, but it sucks when a videographer or another person stops them when they're doing like a couple is doing something or a mother and son or father, daughter are doing something. And interrupts them to get a shot that they want. Like you just took that from them and we can always like make it anyways. Mallory and Justin were other people who taught me a lot about people and also how to work with the different lighting and, um, you know, environments that you're in. But, uh, those are my big takeaways. Those, those people. And then, the only other person I would know is I really, really look up to Erin Northcutt and she's a wedding photographer and she does like these beautiful elopements and people are freaking gorgeous, but she is a mom of, I think five kids. And she, I met her on a zoom workshop last year during COVID. And she took time afterwards to talk to me because we were considering trying to have a baby And I was so scared and she took time to have a separate phone call with me to talk about just how life is with kids and running a business and just being a mom. And I will never forget it. Like I, I will never forget what it meant to have someone who I believed was so big and on, you know, such another level of me took time to talk about parenting with me. Like it wasn't, it was awesome. It's helped me in my business and, and, it's going to be the way I kind of rebrand a little bit. She was fantastic. She just made me look at life a lot differently. So those people. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's great. The last question that um, I have is what one piece of advice would you give to 
creatives and entrepreneurs out there? Oh my. Yeah, this is also a hard one because you kind of have to, there's so much that I'm sure you could say, but you got to just one. You're only allowed one piece. Uh, I don't know how to word this. So let's see. Just being mindful of the people you surround yourself with. I think would be my advice. Surround yourself with good quality people who like can be your mentor and your true friend and your true relationships. Like I feel like that would be my advice. Like just taking good inventory of the people in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it's, it's what matters. Yeah. I, don't know. I think that's great too. Yeah. I love that. So, um, where can people find you? I live in Akron. I'm just kidding. <laughs> my home address. Here's my address. Okay, hi. <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram at Lizzie Schlafer. Hopefully you guys spell that out. Um, my website is lizzieschlafer.com. And I don't really use my Facebook that much because not that great. But those are the two <laughs> places you can primarily find me. Um, if you want to get in touch or if you want to see what I talk about or cute pictures of my kid, he's super sweet and my dogs, I have dogs too. Um, but those are the two places that you can find me right now. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah. If you guys are looking for a wedding photographer, photographer, um, wedding photographer or photographer in general, um, reach out to Lizzie. Um, she's got some awesome work. Um, she actually did Devin over here on our Kobe team. She did her wedding photos, which turned out amazing. So, um, she's got some amazing stuff. So, uh, reach out to her, find her out on on Instagram and on her website. And thank you so much, Lizzie, for joining us today. I absolutely loved being able to hear from you and, uh, hear about your journey. Um, you've, had quite a life experience through uh, your different careers and stuff so i think that's always always fun to hear and i'm sure for um the moms out there especially the new moms out there i think this will be really great for them to listen to and realize hey i can still run my business while i have a baby and it just look a little different so thank you for sharing all the wisdom that you're learning there as well Thank you. Yeah. Well, we will see you guys next time.